Goes to the end zone. Oh, what a catch! Devontae Smith, touchdown Alabama! Watch out for Mr. Robinson. This kid is going to be special and is already flashing. This is Chasing the Natty, a college football fantasy podcast. Welcome in, everybody. We are back with you today. We're actually going to record two episodes today because I'm a masochist like that, and I like to take as much time from Xavier's day as possible. No, I'm just kidding. We had a lot to talk about in the first episode, considering it was our first episode, and we already went really long with that. It was about an hour and 48 minutes recording, and we don't want to go that long usually, but I already knew from the beginning that with what we're going to talk about in this episode. It was going to need to be two episodes, and I didn't want to wait a whole extra week to talk about this. So here we are. We're here with episode two of Chasing the Natty. Welcome in, everybody. We are the, as far as I can tell, only college football fantasy podcast and video show on YouTube. And we are also going to be available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Xavier, welcome back. I hope your lunch was good. Uh, Any news or anything you'd like or anything kind of crazy happened between them you'd want to say? Uh, yeah. Um, Eric Stokes, 42440. I'm um, really happy to see that for him. I think oh, that'll yeah. get his stock right up. Uh, a lot of people were thinking first round because of this, because one of his, uh, not, uh, there were a few reports that, you know, he wasn't as fast as they thought he was. And, well, we all knew, well, all Georgia fans knew how great he was. So, yes. This is no surprise, except for the fact that I didn't think that he'd run a sub four three. But oh, no. that's unofficial. But we'll True. see on draft day. But either way, great for corner. those. For those that don't know, uh, he, we're talking about a Georgia cornerback. Uh, he's going off to the draft this year. He's expected to be at least at the very latest a round three prospect. May have just solidified his pick in the top in round one with a possible. 4.24 speed and even if you want to put a little bit of skepticism on that since it's an unofficial time you're still looking at a 4.3 speed like this this guy's going to be incredible i'm excited to see him in the actual draft so in terms of what we're going to do today it was kind of big over the past week in college football fantasy a group of industry experts of college fantasy football got together and they decided to host the very first mock draft of the season and so we're going to go through that draft round by round team by team we're going to kind of analyze it react just share our thoughts there's a Xavier and I took a different approach on this I have been pouring over this draft all week I've been kind of looking at it seeing what trends I see Um, I had to create the graphics so I'm very familiar with kind of who was taking what round and everything Xavier do you want to tell him your approach I want to be surprised. I told Jared to not give me any information about this draft. I have no, uh, I have no idea what to expect. What these experts believe uh, they want, uh, they should draft which players where. So I wanted to see their kind of approach live and let Jared just sit back and let you all watch my reaction to see how things go and if I agree or see if anybody made a reach or if this was a good pick. But yeah, that's mainly it. Yeah. Uh, So this draft was done over the span of a couple of days during the week of February 22nd through the 26th. So uh, it was last week when this was done. 
Uh, here are the experts that were involved. I'm going to give you their names as well as their Twitter handle because every single, like, we're going to say a lot of things in this podcast where we're going to disagree. We're going to agree with a lot of what they do here, but every single one of these guys is incredible at what they do. They are very, they're very intelligent people. They're all worth a follow. So I'm going to give you their names as well as their Twitter, 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 Twitter handles. And please all go give them all a follow. They're all incredible guys. I follow each and every one of them on Twitter. They're all very nice. So who is involved? We have Yonkers CFB, uh, who's at Yonkers CFB. We have Chris K, who's at Realist Chris K. Uh, Mike Bainbridge, who's at M Bainbridge CFF. We have Andrew Katz, who's at Andrew P Katz. Uh, John Loud, the Gridiron Scholar, who's at Gridiron Scholar ninety one. Uh, we have at we have the CFF guys, who are at CFF guys. We have CFB Winning Edge, who's at CFB Winning Edge. We have Devi Warehouse, who's at Devi Warehouse. We have CFF Champs at CFF Champs. We have CFF Insiders. Does anybody want to give a guess as to what their Twitter handle is? At CFF Insiders. Wrong. At Insider CFF. Oh. <laughs> and we also have Nate Marchese, who's at CFF Nate, as well as Eric Froton at CF Froton. Again, these are all fantastic writers. They all work for different industries. Or excuse me, they all, they all work. Or they do. They do work across all different industries. NFL draft. They do uh, Devi leaves stuff like that. They're all worth a follow. Please go and give them a follow. And last but not least, the format of this league is kind of important to note here. So the league, uh, the the roster spots are two QB, two running back, three wide receivers, one tight end, two flex positions, and six bench spots. No defense and no kickers. So, and again, there are 12 teams, 16 rounds, and it's a snake format. So if you don't know what that means, it's a snake format. The order of teams picking switches order each round. So like if you have teams 1, 2, 3, 4, and the next round it'll be 4, 3, 2, 1. The next round will be back to 1, 2, 3, 4, and it keeps going like that throughout the draft. It's a way for a lot of people, especially if you're doing a startup league, to make it to where having that number one overall pick isn't a huge advantage every single round. Uh, now, if, in my personal opinion, if you're doing like a dynasty or a keeper league, having or keeping it a straight draft after the startup year is the way to go, but that's just my opinion. So I think that's pretty much everything here. Uh, outside of a few more high skip items, um, you guys are all awesome for watching. Uh, we can't do any of this without anybody watching this program. So please subscribe, like, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, find us on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at CFF Jared. Xavier is at Fantasy Xavier. And with all that housekeeping out of the way, let's get to the draft. Yes, sir. So... All right, so we're going to start with round one. Uh, so I, what's going to happen each round is I'm going to read out who was picked in what order. That way, the audience members who are listening to us can know, because if you're watching this on Spotify or listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you are not going to be able to see the graphics we have here on YouTube. However, and it also gives Xavier some time to kind of react to it and think about it. So without further ado, I will actually get to doing that. So first, overall pick was QB out of Liberty, Malik Williams. 
The second overall pick was Brees Hall out of Iowa State running back. The third overall pick was Bijan Robinson running back out of Texas. Fourth overall pick was Muhammad Ibrahim running back out of Minnesota. Fifth overall pick was David Bell wide receiver out of Purdue. Sixth overall pick was the QB out of Ole Miss Matt Corral. Seventh overall pick was Kevin Marks a running back out of Buffalo. Eighth overall pick was Spencer Rattler QB out of Oklahoma. Ninth overall pick is Dustin Crum, the QB out of Kent State. The tenth overall pick was Cynthia McCormick running back out of UTSA. 11th overall pick was running back Tank Bigsby out of Auburn. And the final pick of the first round was QB Dylan Gabriel out of UCF. Now that I've read all of that out, Xavier, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, Malik Willis was guaranteed, I think, undisputed number one overall pick. Uh, the next few picks with running backs of Brees, Bijan, Muhammad, all seem uh, pretty standard. Uh, I don't have any discrepancies with those. Uh, with the fifth pick, David Bell out of Purdue. Oh, oh, my goodness. I completely forgot to mention. This is a PPR league. Oh. Okay. This is a PPR league. I, I just realized I totally forgot to mention that. Yeah, it is a PPR okay. league. So if you don't know what that means, it's point per reception. So you're going to see wide receivers and running backs that catch out of the backfield more highly touted than you would typically see in a standard league. With that being said, Xavier, continue. Sorry about that. Okay, then. Uh, that kind of switches my thinking of um, David Bell being fifth. Uh, he is the, I, I do believe, uh, like many others, that David Bell is the number one receiver coming into next season. Uh, I guess I have a little bit of a discrepancy with Matt Corral going six over Spencer Rattler and maybe Destin Crum and maybe a few others. Like I, I know that he's a great quarterback at Ole Miss in terms of what he does for quarter, uh, for completions and touchdowns, and I doubt they're going to be counting uh, turnovers in this league. But I feel like there's a lot – I feel like it's more of a safer pick for Rattler and Crum given that Ole Miss is losing Elijah Moore. Now, that's not to say that their receiver core is just completely decimated. They far from have, it. Yeah, they're still far from it. They have a lot of talented wide receivers. So that's just more of me nitpicking and personal preference. But everything here looks pretty standard. I think Tanks Bigsby, uh, I'm happy to see that he's getting a lot of hype around him and that people have him going this high because I, I had him going high last year. So – that's something interesting to see that, you know, there are a few other running backs that I may have thought of over Tank. But mm -hmm. I guess, you know, considering that he is probably going to be the number one and given that uh, new uh, Auburn's new coach, it should uh, he should be set for a breakout year. Yeah, so I, I, I think those are all very interesting points. I personally, I kind of agree with you that Mackerel was probably taken a little, a little too early. Like, I personally do have Rattler and Crum ahead of him. But... You know, it's not it's not so egregious to where like I'm not I'm gonna get on anybody for taking him at the number two overall spot, especially like you said, if they're not counting turnovers in this league. One thing that stuck out to me when I first looked at this was Bijan Robinson going at number three overall, which I again I like Bijan Robinson. I think he's going to be a number one back this upcoming year. However, number three overall, it just seems a little too early for me, maybe, especially when you could get some somebody more like Sincere McCormick or Muhammad Ibrahim, 
who is a proven running back one in the leagues. Um, the other the other thing I'll say here, I'm, I'm kind of debating myself a little bit here in that like Bijan Robinson caught a lot of passes out of the backfield last year, and so in the PPR league, that's obviously going to be much higher value, and so I will I will say that much. But also, I think a lot of people are valuing Bijan Robinson's last two performances in the year a little too much because I don't think you should expect to see that kind of production every single game. Not yeah. yet, at least. Yeah, I think a lot of people end up looking ahead, especially with fantasy, at potential rather than the people that have like proven to have done this over multiple seasons. So, mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson. We all expect to be a great running back, but nothing's for sure in college football. So things can turn out differently or he could end up as we all expected. So it is, I, I do agree with you. Maybe Muhammad would, uh, Muhammad Ibrahim, I would have t- probably taken a little bit early uh, over Bijan for now because I've seen him mm-hmm. in Minnesota and I know what he can do and over an entire season. But I don't have anything, you know, too egregious to say about that pick off of the yeah. potential. He could, uh, you know, emerge as one of the best running backs in college football, especially in a PPR league. That's true. Yeah, like I, like you said, like maybe that's just more me. I'm very much like a if, if you're taking guys this early, you need guarantees. Yeah. But then again, you're looking at me who took Chuba Hubbard at 101, and I thought who I thought was a guarantee, and completely crapped the bet on that one. Uh, two other things I kind of noted in this round. Uh, for a PPR league, to me, it was kind of weird to see only one wide receiver go this early. Uh, considering that when you have wide receivers in a PPR league, they're going to get you a ton of points. And then the other small point I had was Kevin Marks out of Buffalo going in the first round. And I like Kevin Marks. I watched film on him. Uh, he was splitting carries with Jared Patterson, which should tell you the level of talent he had on that team. However, I'm not entire again, this is me just being maybe being overly cautious early in the offseason to where I'm not sold on taking him in the first round as a running back one until I can know for a fact that he is going to replicate what Jared Patterson did last year. So any thoughts on either of those two points? Uh I would just question your point about uh Kevin Marks. So if you did have that pick, would you pick up somebody like a Kyron Williams per se? Kyron Williams, I, I would say Kyron Williams, Sincere McCormick, um, Tank, Big Speed, maybe. Hold on, let me, let me take a look at my rankings real quick, actually. Um, so, let's see, that's the running back four. Yeah, I'm looking at people like Sincere McCormick, Isaiah Spiller, uh, Ronnie Rivers, uh, Master Teague, uh, Rashad White out of Arizona State. Like, those are the, those are the running backs I'm kind of looking at here. Um, so you got any more points or can we move on to the second round? We can move on. Sounds good. All right. Let's in the second round at the first pick was, or the first pick of the second round, we had Ronnie rivers, the running back out of Fresno state. Second pick was wide receiver. Keishon Boutte out of LSU. Third pick was running back. Kyron Williams out of Notre Dame. Fourth pick was running back. Jameer Gibbs out of Georgia tech. Fifth pick was running back Master Teague out of Ohio State. Sixth pick was Khalil Shakir out of, or the wide receiver out of Boise State. The seventh pick was quarterback uh, DJ Uyangalele out of Clemson. Eighth pick was wide receiver Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Ninth overall pick was Reggie Roberson out of SMU. 
10th overall pick was wide receiver Calvin Austin out of Memphis. Uh, 11th overall pick was Jalen Jalen Robinson out of UCF. And the 12th overall pick was wide receiver Chris Olave out of Ohio State. Xavier, what are your thoughts here? Well, we see where all the wide receivers are going now. So um, I guess just in terms of order, uh, I'm not uh, too familiar with uh, Khalil Shakir, but if I did have to uh, assume, I would assume that he's, you know, uh, he's a monster. Uh, Probably the only guy there at that Boise State receiver room getting a lot of targets. Hmm. Um, but from what I've seen, I know the impact that a Traylon Burks or a Reggie Robinson, well, considering, uh, I'll speak on Reggie Robinson in a minute, but Calvin Austin and a Chris Olave have, and how many targets they get and how quarterback friendly they are and how, what type of touchdowns or receptions they get. Now, Reggie Robinson is a little bit interesting in terms of the fact that he is coming off of a serious injury. I believe it was ACL. And I, the fact that he's still going so high, it just speaks to his talent and the expectation that he'll come back to be able to replicate the things he was doing this season because he had an amazing season up until that point. So I, I feel like that's just more of choosing, like, you know, wish, uh, not wishful thinking, but hoping that, you know, he could replicate what he did the year, uh, this past season. Speaking of uh, wishful thinking, or I, I was going to point out Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech going this high. I'll be honest, I didn't really even consider Jameer Gibbs until I saw this mock draft because I, I'll be honest, it's Georgia Tech. They're not a terribly great football team. And even I, I looked at his stats from last year, and he wasn't a very highly ranked running back in terms of how his production and everything throughout the year. And I'm wondering if there is just a projection going on here with Jameer Gibbs since he was only a freshman last year if they're expecting him to improve upon this year do you think he's going to take it too high here or do you think this is actually just right uh I would say a little bit too high I am excited to see what Georgia Tech has since they're moving away from that triple option I believe they're moving away from the triple option there and they had uh oh I forgot the the quarterback's name eludes me right now but he had a decent season uh Jeff Sims Jeff Sims and what they're doing with that. And Jameer Gibbs was a serviceable running back for them at times. So I feel like maybe people have faith in the coaching and the program moving forward and their system getting acclimated. So maybe uh, they, they've seen the talent and they're projecting, but yeah, I'm with you here to where I'd rather have a proven back, like a master Teague or uh, Isaiah Spiller, which I don't know why a lot of people don't have him that highly. If you look at uh, some old Texas a footage, dude was a monster. 100-yard games, uh, or a Kevin Harris at South Carolina, but that may be a little bit too high, but that's just me being pers- uh, personal preference. But, yeah, I'm definitely with mm-hmm. you on that. Um, other, other quick things I wanted to note here was the fact that only one QB went in the second round, which – Given how valuable they tend to be, I'm kind of surprised to only see one QB taken this early or taken in this round. And also, you kind of see the very first run of the draft where one person takes a wide receiver and then everybody after them wants to take a wide receiver because they're afraid of losing that value so quickly. So what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I I think I go with a similar mindset. But usually with my first round, I, I have a number one. Depending on my pick, I'll have my number one player. And then mm-hmm. you'll see what, how everybody else drafts. And then if you see value, like, you know, 
quickly just or just taking a steep decline then you kind of jump after like the next best guy mm-hmm. so how everybody kind of went running back first round and one guy went wide receiver you're just like okay now i have to get a good wide receiver or i guess cff insiders got uh, a qb because he didn't get a qb last round and i feel like yeah after actually uh, if i remember correctly well uh no, CFF Insiders was the only person to go QB QB in the first oh, two rounds. Wow. Uh, Who did he get first round? He got in the first round, Matt Corral. Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm. So maybe he has some hidden gems in there. But yeah. Yeah, uh, well, I, I, yeah. I personally wouldn't go QB QB unless there's just like, you know, Malik Willis and then somebody else that's just high impact, I guess a Matt Corral or a Spencer Rattler that could possibly get, but I doubt that would ever happen. Yeah. I'll, when we get to more of the teams and everything, I'll mention some of these guys is like strategy and like how late they took a QB and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll kind of point out who I think it worked out for who didn't, but even still, I think we kind of covered everything we need to here. All of these wide receivers that were taken here, I think are very clear. Number one wide receivers. Probably the only person I thought went a little late was Calvin Austin. But even still, when he's splitting targets with Taj Washington and probably uh, Javon Ivory coming in, who was coming on at the end of last season, it may it probably makes a little sense that he fell a little bit here. But even yeah. still, uh, Olave and Victor Wilson as well, or Garrett Wilson as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would have Olave over Garrett Wilson, but I did kind of think about that at first, where I'm like, okay, was Olave taken a little too high here? But honestly, the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? It's a good pick here. Yeah, so we'll move we'll move on to round three here. And I'll go ahead and read out where people are taken. First, first pick was the running back out of Texas A&M, Isaiah Spiller, who Xavier apparently has been looking for. Uh, wide, number two pick in the third round was Wake Forest wide receiver Ja'Kiri Roberson. Uh, number three pick was running back out of West Virginia, Letty Brown. Number four pick was a running back out of Hawaii, Calvin Turner. The fifth pick was QB out of North Carolina, Sam Howell. The sixth pick was... Running back out of Stanford, Austin Jones. Seventh pick was a wide receiver out of Oklahoma, Marvin Mims. Eighth pick was the wide receiver out of USC, Drake London. Pick nine was wide receiver out of Nevada, Romeo Dobbs. Uh, Pick number 10 was the QB out of Virginia, Brennan Armstrong. Uh, Pick number 11 was a running back out of SMU, Ulysses Bentley. And the 12th pick was Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama. Xavier, what are your thoughts here? Whew, this is a lot to digest. Um, well, we see that, you know, quarterbacks are starting to get picked up a little bit more now where we had three this round. Um, I'm really uh, – Sam Howell, obvious choice. Uh, mm. Brennan Armstrong, uh, if you haven't uh, been paying attention, was a very, very good quarterback at UVA this past season. Put up I was – I was convinced before the season started that nobody was going to. It was Bryce Perkins was the QB before before Brandon Armstrong, if I remember correctly, and I remember him being a fantastic fantasy QB. I'm like nobody's going to match that. Well, Brandon Armstrong proved me wrong. He actually outdid Bryce Perkins in terms of fantasy. So yeah, I think he's going to be a great option. Yeah, um, the wide receivers taken in this round, all great picks, all true number ones. Uh, Maybe I, I guess the only person that I wouldn't know too uh, too extensively would be uh, Romeo Dobbs, but Romeo Dobbs is a stud. Stud. Yeah, he's a. He, I, I I had him in a couple of leagues last year, and dude saved me a several games to, uh, in the back half of the season once 
the Mountain West started getting going. Yeah, but uh, I'm glad to see Isaiah Spiller off the board. Uh, great back. Letty yeah. Brown, West Virginia, did a lot for that program last uh, season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought Isaiah Spiller was personally taken way too late in this draft. Like, Yonkers CFB, who picked him up, I thought got great value in the third round. Because I, I have Isaiah Spiller as my running back three overall. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he got great value here. Uh, Calvin Turner was a name... I didn't expect to go this early. However, because this is a PPR league and I looked, he had about just as many receptions as he did carries last year. So I'm going to be like, okay, that's, or not, not as many, but like he had a very good amount of receptions last year. Uh, so I'm that, I guess doesn't, that, that shouldn't surprise me too much. And the other thing I want to point out here is you mentioned before not going QB QB. And I think this round continues to validate it because you're getting great value at QB still here in the, in the third round. Like in a, in past years, I remember QB was one of the hottest things off the first couple of rounds. And then this year, it looks like you can actually wait a little bit and still get a very good QB like Brandon Armstrong, like Sam Howell, and like Bryce Young out of Alabama. Yeah, because I think this uh, this year will be a lot of up-and-coming QBs because – you're losing a lot of the main uh, the main guys that have been the talk of college football for the past three to four years, mm-hmm. and now we're like seeing the next generation of these uh, so-called great QBs, and we're waiting for that emergence. So each player provides a little bit of a you know a little bit of mystery of like what you could be because we could there could be one player that could emerge as the next Trevor Lawrence or the next Tua or Mac Jones. We just don't know that yet, but we can project based off of what we've seen. Like with Spencer Rattler, he looks like he's going to be. A, a pretty good QB going forward. Hmm. All right. Uh, I think that's all my points for this round. Do you got anything else you want to mention? Or are you ready for round four? I'm ready for round four. All right. Going to round four. Uh, yeah. So in the first pick of the round four, we had wide receiver out of Alabama, John Amechi the third. Second pick was wide receiver out of Fresno State, Jalen Cropper. Third pick was wide receiver out of South Alabama, Jalen Tolbert. Fourth pick was wide receiver out of Ohio State, Garrett Wilson. That's the second wide receiver we've seen go from Ohio State. Fifth pick was wide receiver Justin Ross out of Clemson. Sixth pick is running back Jalen Berger out of Wisconsin. Pick number seven was wide receiver out of Oklahoma State, Brennan Presley. Uh, Eighth pick was quarterback Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati. Ninth pick was wide receiver George Pickens out of Georgia. Uh, the 10th pick, we saw a quarterback, C.J. Shroud, out of Ohio State. 11th pick, we have running back Zazavian Valade out of Wyoming. And the 12th pick and final pick of, the, of round four was running back Cameron Peoples out of Appalachian State. All right, Xavier, what's your thoughts here? First reaction, my eyes go to the two quarterbacks. Uh, Desmond Ritter gotten at a, a great pick, I believe, by Gridiron Scholar. And Bainbridge with C.J. Stroud, uh, I think him being the next, uh, him being next up to Justin Fields, will be uh, proved to be very uh, good. Because in terms of the wide receivers that he's had, like the O line is already set. He has great tight ends around him, and he have Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. So I think he's just in a prime position. It's all up to him. But dude can also run. Oh, if yeah, if he's doing that too, then sky's the limit. Um. A lot of good wide receivers in here. Uh, John Mechie, glad to see Alabama a guy finally get, get taken. I know mm-hmm. he's coming off of a 
he's supposed to be the next, the new number one, and usually new number one Alabama wide receivers are always going to be a hot commodity. Mm-hmm. Jalen Tolbert uh, had an interesting season last year. He showed some really great games, but then also he had like you know really low lows. But dude gets targets. This is a PR, PPR well, league. So. Well, he and Kawan Baker were going back and forth on who is that number one wide receiver each week. Well, Kawan Baker's off to the NFL draft. Jalen Tolbert's being left behind, so I have to imagine Jalen Tolbert now becomes that full-time wide receiver number one, and I think great value here at round four. Uh, one thing I don't know if you noticed was CFF Nate, who took John Mechie here at the turn, took in the previous pick Bryce Young, mm. and so he's, he's pairing Bryce Young with John Mechie there in order to get that double vow to kind of double dip in that relationship which i think is a brilliant move and another thing i kind of want to mention here in terms of just draft strategy the turn is a powerful thing in a snake draft when you are allowed to pick two picks in a row you can set the tone of a draft and you'll see this now and in later portions of this draft the turn can we talked about runs a little bit already where multiple people of the same position are taken the turn is something that can set and end runs because when you have two picks in a row, you don't have to worry about making sure you get two guys of the same position at that moment. So if you take a wide receiver or you take a, like say you took a running back at, in the first pick, you can take a wide receiver in the next pick and now you've set the beginning of the next run possibly. So that was just something I wanted to mention here. Um, one pick here that stood really out to me was Brandon Presley out of Oklahoma State. And to me, this is just another one of those where I like Brandon Presley. I, what he showed in the bowl game against Miami was incredible. But I think, we're take, I think we're taking too much stock into one game's performance there at the end when you didn't have Tylen Wallace out there on the field. And so... I would not have taken him this high, especially, again, you see George Pickens there. I'm going to look to see what other wide receivers were still available. Uh, yeah, George Pickens is still available. Justin Hall, Zay Flowers, Shahan Dotson. There's a lot of good, solid wide receivers you know are going to produce that I feel like should have been taken here over Brendan Presley. And I feel like CFF insiders could have gotten Brendan Presley much later. Uh, anything else I kind of see here? Again, you, you mentioned it already. Desmond Ritter still being available here in the fourth round. Gridiron Scott picking him up here in the fourth round. I think that's incredible value. Yeah. Uh, I guess I would, uh, the last thing I would highlight would be Cameron Peoples, great running back. If, uh, I know App State was dealing with a lot of injuries last year. Uh, mm-hmm. Had basically three backs producing at a high rate, and it was became kind of confusing during the season of which back would emerge. But mm-hmm. as we saw later on, it was uh, Cameron Peoples, without a doubt. So I can't agree. wait next year. Um, good pick here, too. All right, we're going to go ahead and move on to round five. And the first pick of round five, wide receiver out of Ball State, Justin Hall, was taken. In the second pick, quarterback Grayson McCall out of Coastal Carolina was taken. In the third pick, uh, quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson out of UCLA was taken. In the fourth pick, quarterback Bailey Zapp out of Western Kentucky was taken. The fifth pick, running back Kevin Harris of South Carolina was taken. Uh, the sixth overall, or not overall pick, the sixth pick of the fifth round, wide receiver Corey Rucker out of Arkansas State was taken. In the seventh pick, quarterback Derek King of Miami was taken. 
The eighth pick, running back Jared Brassard out of Colorado was taken. Ninth pick, running back Chris Rodriguez out of Kentucky was taken. Tenth uh, pick, running back Deuce Vaughn out of Kansas State. The 11th pick, wide receiver Jair Shorter in North Texas was taken. And the 12th pick, uh, Boston College wide receiver Zay Flowers was the final pick of the round. So Xavier, what are your thoughts here? Uh, again, a lot of uh, still very valuable quarterbacks in this draft. Uh, DTR from UCLA. Grayson McCall had a great showing at Coastal Carolina for his freshman year. Uh, Derek King is coming off an injury, but that was a first-round pick last year. So, And he has a full offseason, spring, summer, to get back healthy. And if he's back to anywhere near close to 100%, that's CFF guys did a great job at that pick if, if that pans out. Um, what I'm noticing, uh, which – I guess this would happen like once every three or four years, but when a lot of the uh, former number one uh, wide receivers for uh, these schools would go off to the NFL draft, we always look to their, uh, their wide, the wide receiver too, to assume that number one role to pick up where they left off or mm-hmm. basically match or increase that production, especially with Corey Rucker, at Arkansas state do dude put up a hell of a game. Uh, I, I forgot the game in particular, but you mean the one where he put up over 300 yards and four touchdowns? Yeah, that that uh, seeing that it just ha- it's it's a great it's a great pick. You hope for the upside, and I I, I like the pick. Um, everything else seems pretty good. Kevin Harris, great a great running back in the fifth round. So is Chris Rodriguez. Two great SEC backs, especially Kevin Harris. Dude is a yards monster. He is as well. Um, I'm actually going to disagree with you on the Corey Rucker pick. And I'm sure you're going to um, you're going to point at the fact that my uh, very dumb dumb brain last year in a championship week, the week that Corey Rucker scored 300 yards and four touchdowns, I put in Arkansas State wide receiver Brandon Bowling because I thought that's who would assume the role. Boy, was I wrong. Uh, he got seven yards. Corey Rucker got 300. But similar to Brendan Presley. A lot of people put in stock into that one game because he, he still produced down the stretch. But again, when you didn't see that level of production game after game, and I still think Corey Rucker is going to be good. But this is also tied into the fact that CFF insiders in the previous round picked up Brennan Presley. So those are now two wide receivers, neither of which you're 100% sure are they going to be that number one wide receiver. And to me, it was a mistake on their part. We'll, again, we'll get into this more when we get to the actual team-by-team team analysis. But it was a mistake to pick two high-risk guys like that as your starting wide receivers. Um, another person I think is way too early right now, quarterback Bailey Zapp out of Western Kentucky. I Again, Bailey Zapp was incredible at Houston Baptist last year. And Western Kentucky, if you didn't know, Xavier, hired the head coach of... or no. Yes, they head coach, offensive coordinator. I can't remember off the top of my head. Either way, they hired him from Houston Baptist to be their head coach. And it's an air raid system. And Bailey Zapp, as well as some receivers, followed him to Western Kentucky. And I know a lot of people in the industry are very excited about that system coming to Western Kentucky and are buying into it at Western Kentucky. I'm not ready to buy into it. I'm especially not ready to buy into it this high in the draft of taking of taking Bailey Zapp in the fifth round. So I don't know if you want to fight me on uh, that or not. 100% agree with you there. Um, 
it's it's always great for a program to get a coach with a, a great history that's bringing in a new system that seems like it's going to change your whole entire philosophy and culture. But to ex- have those expectations year one, that uh, it's, I'm not saying it hasn't been done before, but uh, the, like you said, the risk is a little bit too high for that quarterback to still uh, to go this early. I feel like there's still probably some uh, better guys out there. Um, you know, you could get a, I don't think I've seen Keaton Slovis go yet. Uh, let's see, uh, who else? Uh, Miles Brennan, Yurkovich. So I feel like there are still a few guys. Yep, I would definitely agree with you. And again, when we get to the team-by-team analysis, we'll get into a bit more why I think this pick was even up. Not, again, I don't want to say mistake, because again, these guys are all very smart and everything, but like, I personally would not have liked it if I was forced into this position. So we'll go ahead and move on to round six, unless there's anything else you want to say here. No. Um, not sure what that noise was about. Anyway, round six. Uh, first pick was Tyler Algier, the running back out of BYU. Second pick was quarterback Preston Hutchinson out of Eastern Michigan. Third pick was wide receiver Brew McCoy out of USC. The fourth pick is our first tight end off the board in tight end Cole Turner out of Nevada. Fifth pick was wide receiver Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Sixth pick was running back Jerome Ford out of Cincinnati. Seventh pick is running back Greg Bell out of San Diego. Uh, Pick number eight was running back Eric Gray, the transfer to Oklahoma. Uh, Pick number nine was Max Borgie out of Washington State. Pick number 10 was Ty Chandler. the transfer to North Carolina. Uh, pick number 11 was a wide receiver out of Coast Carolina, J- uh, Javon Haley. And the final pick of the round was running back Tyler Goodson out of Iowa. Xavier, what are your thoughts? I'm not going to lie. Uh, as I look at the sixth round, I think I like every pick. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking down the list. Uh, Tyler Algier, another great back to get late round. He produced a lot with Zach Wilson. Uh, looks like he's going to be set to have a, another great year. Uh, definitely exploring to the scene. Uh, like you mentioned in the last podcast, uh, East Michigan quarterback, um, assuming that he's one of those uh, Matt guys that put up a lot of points. So Very much so. So that's, a, that's another great QB you can get down here. Now, Cole Turner, I've heard great things out of him. If, Like I mentioned last podcast, if you can find that one tight end that's going to basically act as if he's a wide receiver it gets you a lot of points and you can get and if he got him at a great time sixth round is not bad for a 12 round draft so i'll i'll bring something up here i'm gonna actually i'm gonna ask you to go ahead and make your bet here what round do you think the next tight end is taken (sighs) because i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this up again with did he take cole turner too early here yeah um, I'm going to, uh, knowing based off of what we normally do, I'm going to guess that somebody, uh, I think the next one was probably taking like nine or 10. I'll go with nine. Nine. All right. I'm going to hold you to that then. Okay. Um, um, Jahan Dotson, great wide receiver, a lot of great running backs off the board as well. Javon Healy, uh, I want to mention does not get a lot of, t- uh, from last season, he didn't get, not get a lot of touchdowns, but do gets a lot of uh, receptions and catches. So that's a great great pickup uh i think probably probably my uh diamond in the rough one in this uh in this round for a ppr league 
yeah i think i think good uh, i think probably the best value i'd say out of this round or probably one of my favorite picks tyler goodson out of iowa i think getting him here in the six is a great value the two picks that i'm not a huge fan of first is eric gray of oklahoma uh i i like eric gray a lot but i am very concerned about how much he's going to be splitting carries with kennedy brooks and I'm not entirely sure he'll take over that number one or if he'll be 1A, 1B with him, or he might even be number two, in which case here in the sixth round, it might be just a little bit too much for me to spend on that much uncertainty in terms of what he could be doing. So I would say take, in, take Eric Gray a little bit later. Max Borgie, this one is kind of rough for me because Max Borgie was injured right before the season last year. And so he didn't really play much at all, if any. And Dion McIntosh took over at the running back position for Washington State last year, and he's back again this year. So I'm not entirely sure. I'm going to, excuse me, I'm going to need more information as to does Max Borgie earn that number one role back, or does he split carries with Dion McIntosh, in which case I'm going to have a much later than this. Now, granted, Max Borgie is incredibly talented, and last year, if I remember correctly, before he was injured, was considered a round one running back. So outside of that, I think this is a pretty great round. Uh, Brew McCoy, again, I think that might be a little too early, but also you're looking at an air raid system. So if you can grab a wide receiver out of that, I think, or established air raid system, I will add. So anything else you want to add here? No, that's, uh, that's it for me. All right. Round seven. Why am I getting that noise? That is annoying. Um... So, round seven. At the, one, at the first pick of the round seven, we have wide receiver out of North Carolina, Joshua Downs. At the second pick, we have quarterback Keaton Slovis out of USC. Third pick, we had wide receiver Travell Harris out of Washington State. Fourth pick, we had wide receiver Jordan Addison out of Pittsburgh. Fifth pick, we had running back Jerry and Ely out of Old Miss. Sixth pick, we had wide receiver Dante Wright out of Colorado State. Seventh pick, we had running back Rashad White out of Arizona State. Pick number eight, we had running back Lynn J. Dixon out of Arizona State. Uh, pick number nine, we had wide receiver Anaya Smith out of Texas A&M. Pick number 10, we had Jared Stearns out of Western Kentucky, who is a wide receiver. Pick number 11, we had running back Dwayne McBride out of UAB. Pick number 12, we had running back Dion Dullard, or excuse me, Tion Dullard out of Akron. Xavier, thoughts? Oh, man. This, this one has a lot of hidden gems in it. I, I will not lie. I see a lot of players I like. There are a few question marks that I do have, but I guess the first one I have to get off my chest. Um, well, I'll start with this. Keaton Slovis in the seventh round, great pickup for K. Uh, I think that's – I don't think you can get any better than that. If, I think if, if we'd have gone past this, I'd have been like, wow, he's kind of dropping farther than I expected. But mm. great pick there. The other one, I think CFF Champs got – I think CFF Champs won, got the pick of this round. Spencer Brown at UAB was obviously the number one back. But Dwayne McBride, if you just look at the film and look at his stats, he was very close. And is gonna. And now that Spencer Brown's gone off, he's going to take a lot of that production and that role that Spencer Brown had before. And it's going to – it's just going to pay off. Another one I see, uh, Anaya Smith, great weapon. Uh, Swiss Army Knife can do a lot to where they use him as a wide receiver, running back. 
honestly, dude, dude does everything. So mm-hmm. that's another great pick. Uh, Rashad White and Lynn J. Dixon, the two CFF guys in CFF Rotom. That's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. Because uh, they're probably uh, split. But if one does emerge, then I don't, I don't think it's out of the question that. Um, oh, Tom oh my goodness! I just realized that I made a mistake. Lynn J. Dixon's out of Clemson. I don't know why I wrote oh, Arizona yeah, State yeah. there. My bad. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Lynn J. Dixon. Oh, out of Clemson then. Yeah, I uh, completely. I was like the name sounds familiar, but I was like, uh, I guess he goes to Arizona State. That's another good pick. Um, no Travis Etienne. Um, yeah. Basically, DJ Ugalele. I I'm sorry, I can't pronounce his name, but we're gonna call Uwe, him DJ Uwe Angalele. Angalele. Just two leles. Okay, Uwe Angalele. Yeah, Uwe Angalele. Okay, but yeah, it'll definitely be a fresh start for Clemson with only like uh, Justin Ross is gonna be probably their um, really experienced uh, wide receiver. The other two. Going to be sophomores this time. Latson and uh, Ngata. Don't forget oh, about EJ Williams. EJ Williams, uh, Fred Latson. They're all going to be sophomores, second year. Uh, Ngata will be probably a junior, senior, but didn't have that much this season. But Lenjay Dixon, great pick. Uh, Clemson usually produces good running backs. So we'll see how that turns out for him. But yeah, not a bad uh, round. One, one note I did want to add with Dwayne McBride was this man averaged 9.3 yards per carry last year, which yeah. is incredible. Now, I'm not expecting him to keep that up, but considering that was over 47 carries and he was still averaging 9.3 yards per carry, this dude's explosive. And yeah. I think he's going to be a massive value this late. Um, a couple other things I want to mention here. You got, a, you got another Western Kentucky player there, Jarrett Stearns. I'm not sold on that system, so I'm not going to like taking them this early in the seventh round. Um, let's see. Do I have any other things I wanted to mention here? Oh, Rashad White. Again, you kind of mentioned he was a great pick. I think he's a fantastic pick at this late. Seventh round, I have him as a running back one. I think he'll be one of the top 12 running backs this upcoming year. Uh, dude is just fed until he's stuffed in terms of carries. I think he's going to be incredible this year. I'm surprised he went this late. Uh, anything else? Dante Wright might be the only other one. I'm just like, eh, but I'm just not, I'm not a big Dante Wright fan. I know a lot of these guys are, so I don't blame him for taking this, taking him this early. So I guess we'll go ahead and move on to round eight. So round eight, first pick, we had Ty Freifogel out of the wide receiver out of Indiana. The second pick, we had Miles Brennan, quarterback out of LSU. The third pick, we had quarterback Carson Strong out of Nevada. Fourth pick, we had running back Zach Evans out of TCU. Fifth pick, we had quarterback Mikhail Cunningham out of Louisville. Pick number six, we had Jaden Wally out of Mississippi State. Pick number seven, we had Tyler Brady out of Missouri. Pick number eight, we had Keelan Stokes out of Tulsa. Pick number nine, George Halani out of Boise State. Pick number 10, Lou Nichols out of Central Michigan. Pick 11, we had running back Cam Porter out of Northwestern. And the last pick of the round chose quarterback out of Texas, Casey Thompson. Xavier, what are your thoughts? Uh, I guess off the bat, I like every wide receiver in this draft. Uh, I'm very high on every one of them. Every one of them was proven. Wiley, freshman this season, did very well this this past season with uh, Will Rogers as uh, Mm -hmm. under center. 
So I'm excited to see what he does next year, having increased production. I know he gave my Bulldogs hell, but we can't. He sure did. Great receiver. Uh, Keelan Stokes out of Tulsa, great receiver as well. Did the best he could with uh, the quarterback that he had and can't wait to see what he does next season. Uh, I guess uh, the standout for this uh, round are the quarterbacks taken. Now, as you can see, like from uh, previous uh, rounds, we saw some really highly touted quarterbacks. Now we're kind of getting into uh, they're still there's they still have a, a good upside, but you can definitely see the drop off. Miles Brennan, if he comes back completely healthy, uh, I some people assume that he'll have the starting job. I'm high on Max Johnson, so we'll see how what uh, comes out of that camp. Um, Mikhail Cunningham out of Louisville, uh, dual threat. Uh, has a, it was well, a PPR league, so he'll get you yards. He'll you know throw the ball, do well. Uh, Casey Thompson. Uh, I know you've mentioned before earlier today, or just this entire uh, episode, mm. that we can't really like judge based off of like one game. So in his bowl game where he threw for like four touchdowns, it looks amazing. The upside is there for Texas, but. It is a good pick to get him at, though, in the eighth uh, in the eighth round. I'll be honest. This is where I'm a little hypocritical. I'm pretty high on Casey Thompson. I liked what I saw out of him. And, again, you're right. We can't judge off of one game. But, but considering, I would say, eight, first of all, eighth round, I think, is great value. Second of all, you're replacing Sam Ellinger, who, under that system, was already putting up a ton of points. And now you add in Sarkeesians coming in there to, I think, improve that system. I'm excited to see what Casey Thompson gets out of here. And again, you're right. Eighth round, this is an incredible pick. Yeah. Uh, a couple of picks that stand out to me. I'm not a huge fan of taking Zach Evans this early as much. <laughs> I think he's an extremely talented running back. But here's my hang-up. I, when I was looking at TCU's running back room last year, I saw that he was kind of the second and third running back on the depth chart, depending on the game. And I was like, okay, they have this. I'm like, they they have to have had like an established running back here in like Kendra Miller, or um, I can't remember the the other guy's name at this point. Um, they had have they had to have somebody else or like a like a upperclassman or something like that. No, all three of these running backs are freshmen, and Zach Evans was still becoming like the second, third, sometimes first on the carries, and I. Unless I start hearing different things out of camp, I can't take him this high. I, I, I draft him if at all. Yeah, and then uh, is Matthew Downing still quarterback at uh, TCU still? No, it's Max Duggan. Remember, Max, Max Duggan. Okay. Yeah, Ma- Matthew Downing took over for Max Duggan while he was injured, and then okay. Max Duggan came back. Okay. Then. Um. Yeah. Pretty much here, the only other person I'd say George Halani. It's pretty much the same thing with Max Borgie. Got injured right at the beginning of the season. Andrew Van Buren came in. Uh, took over the carries. I'm not entirely sure how that's going to be broken up this year, so I wouldn't take him this high. But everybody else I think is pretty fine. Again, yeah, everybody else I think is fine. Going to round nine now. In the first pick of round nine, we had running back Bryant Kobach out of Toledo. Second pick, we had running back Traylon Smith out of Arkansas. Uh, Third pick, we had quarterback Shavon Cordero out of Hawaii. Fourth pick, we had wide receiver Khalil Pimpleton out of Central Michigan. Pick number five, we had running back Destin Coates out of Georgia State. Pick number six, we had running back Frank Gore Jr. out of Southern Miss. Pick number seven, we had quarterback Will Rogers out of Mississippi State. 
Pick number eight, we had wide receiver Renard Bell out of Washington State. Pick number nine, we had wide receiver Deshaun Polk out of Kent State. Pick number 10, we had wide receiver Jacor Pearson out of Ole Miss. Pick number 11, wide receiver Tyrese, Tyrese Ritchie out of Northern Illinois. Pick number 12, we had wide receiver Chris Ottman-Bell out of Minnesota. Xavier, thoughts? Uh, I, I like the running backs in this. Uh, I like Traylon Smith a lot. I'm high on him. That's, that's a great pick to especially get in the ninth round. I would agree wholeheartedly. Same with Brian Kobeck. I think these are both great values this far down. Frank Gorge Jr. surprised me a lot, given that his father still in the NFL. And, you know, usually with legacy kids, they don't always turn out to be their parents. But at Southern Miss, dude established himself. Yeah. Definitely a good pick here in the ninth round with only three more rounds to go if you needed a serviceable running back. Uh, there, there are seven more rounds to go. Oh, seven more rounds to go. My bad. Yeah. But still, great running back. Uh, he was a freshman this season. Going on to the second season, I expect a lot more. So. I'm surprised to – well, I guess I'm. it's, it's kind of mid, but uh, Ja'Core Pearson, Ole Miss. I'm, I'm surprised to see an Ole Miss receiver go this late, uh, considering that they're um, losing Elijah Moore and Matt Corral is going to need somebody to pass to. And if Ja'Core Pearson is that guy, I would expect hmm. him to go a little bit earlier. But great pick here as well. I personally uh, think they took the wrong receiver. Uh, I like Ja'Core Pearson a lot. But he's going into an, a wide receiver room that has a lot of established players like Braylon Sanders, Dontario Jamond, um, God, what's the third guy's name? Uh, Jonathan Mingo. Like, out, like, even though they lost Elijah Moore, they had a lot of established guys there. And I'm not entirely sold on the fact that Jacor Pearson is that number one wide receiver going into this year. I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna need to hear things out of camp. Okay. Um, that's pretty much all I kind of need to mention you already mentioned that brian kobach and draylon smith so unless you got anything else i say we just go ahead and move along to the 10th round yeah dustin coates another good pick as well i would say all right in the 10th round we have at the first pick we are actually this this round had two runs it looks like in the first half we had a running back run and in the second half we had a wide receiver run so the first pick we had a running back chris smith out of ul lafayette uh, pick number two was running back Kamani Vidal out of Troy. Pick number three is running back Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State. Fourth pick was Kennedy Brooks, running back out of Oklahoma. Fifth pick was running back Toa Tuau out of Nevada. Pick number six was wide receiver Johans Tyler out of Ball State. Pick number seven was quarterback Caleb Ellaby out of Western Michigan. Pick number eight is Zakari Franklin out of UTSA. Pick number nine was wide receiver Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. Pick number 10 was wide receiver Elijah Canyon out of Auburn. Pick number 11 was wide receiver out of Texas Tech, Eric Ezukama. And pick number 12, the final pick of the round, was wide receiver Sam Pickney out of Georgia State. Xavier, thoughts? Well, the two runs are definitely the most, uh, they're, they're very interesting. Uh, Kenneth Walker, Michigan State, uh, if you didn't know, Wake Forest was getting a lot of the goal line touches, a lot of touchdowns, transferred to Michigan State. Uh, I don't believe they had an established running back, so we'll see if he becomes the number one. Uh, I think most likely he will be. I had uh, He was leading the ACC. He was like top four in touchdowns in the ACC, so I can't see why not unless they have a freshman come in and that's just all world. But hmm. 
Great pick there. Michigan uh, State also has uh, Auburn transfer Harold Joyner coming in, a former four-star running back. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them splitting carries. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Brooks, Oklahoma, uh, opted out at the beginning of the year, or I believe uh, opted out or got injured. Yeah, he opted out. Opted out. So now he's coming back, and it's uh, Oklahoma. Low key has a uh, pretty deep running back room. Um, Very. I wouldn't say low key at all. It's uh, it's oh man, I'm forgetting the freshman names this year, but it's uh, Eric Gray, him, uh, Kennedy Brooks, and you got yeah. Marcus Major, you got Seth McGowan, like you got Seth a McGowan. lot, you got some good depth at running back, and there's probably guys I'm forgetting off the top of my yeah. head right now. So it's uh, it's gonna be interesting how they how they split carries uh with Lincoln Riley, how he uses them, what he's gonna plan to do. So Oklahoma is a scary offense. If Kennedy Brooks emerges as to be you know, number one or him and Eric Gray are like 1A, 1B. I think that's a good value pick. Uh, it just all depends on how that ends up going. Uh, Eric uh, Azukama, great pick there. Xavier mm-hmm. Hutchinson, great pick. Um, I can understand why, because at first, Azukama, uh, before Bowman left, I had Azukama really high, but now you're having, you know, a freshman quarterback or whoever the sure. backup quarterback. Well, you had Henry Collin by, and now Tyler Shuck is transferred into Texas Tech, if you remember. Oh, Tyler Shuck. Okay, well, we'll see. Uh, you know, it's kind of difficult seeing with uh, new quarterbacks who they um, particularly want to favor because, you know, you could have one guy come in and the old number one receiver just doesn't click with the, the quarterback and he finds a new guy to uh, target. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that works out. But Xavier Hutcherson, another good pick, gets a, uh, gets a lot of receptions. So I guess the interesting one would be Elijah Canyon. Haven't heard much out of him uh, in Auburn. I'm not a huge fan of this pick. I, again, you know me, I'm not one to project on new wide receivers taking over old ones, especially when the entire wide receiver room cleared out. Like Stoves, gone. Williams, gone. Schwartz, gone. So you got a bunch of unproven guys going up there. If I remember correctly, we'll find out later when we look at team by team, but I don't remember Bainbridge having a super strong wide receiver room to this point. I might be wrong. We'll find out later. Uh, other picks here. I like Kennedy Brooks. I think the moment that Kennedy Brooks, or the moment that Eric Gray is drafted and Kennedy Brooks is still on the board, Kennedy Brooks's value goes way up. Like I, I, that, that's just my opinion. I think with just the amount of uncertainty that there is there, Kennedy Brooks, just any time taken after Eric Gray, I think is a good pick. Chris Smith out of UL Lafayette was fighting for carries while Elijah Mitchell and Trey Ragas were there. And those carries are all gone. And this kid is explosive. So I have to say that CFF Nate might have gotten himself a league winner at this point in the draft. Uh, pretty much every other pick I'm I'm pretty good with, I'd say. I like I like most of the picks this round. So we'll go ahead and move on to the 11th round. There they all are. There's the tight ends. Xavier, you said the ninth round. No, it was five rounds later when the tight ends would go. And I mentioned earlier again that turn. That turn. You'll notice in these last couple of rounds, I've got to mention this in the last round. But around nine, you had a you had a run of wide receivers. Get to the turn. CFF Nate changes it from a run of wide receivers to a run of running backs. Then it goes back to a run of wide receivers. CFF Yon- or Yonker CFB 
changes it from a run of wide receivers to a run of tight ends. It's a very powerful position to be in in the draft, y'all. Don't forget it. So anyway, now that I've said all of that, let's get into what was picked in the 11th round. First pick was tight end out of Colorado State, Trey McBride. Second pick was tight end Jalen Weidermeyer out of Texas A&M. Pick number three was tight end Greg Dolchich out of UCLA. Pick number four was tight end Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina. Pick number five was tight end Sean Dykes out of Memphis. Pick number six, tight end Charlie Kolar out of Iowa State. Pick number seven was Eric Gilbert, who is currently in the transfer portal. Pick number eight was tight end Isaac Rex out of BYU. Pick number nine is wide receiver Bo Melton out of Rutgers. I forgot to put his alma mater there. Pick number 10 is quarterback K.J. Jefferson out of Arkansas. Pick number 11 is wide receiver Mike Harley out of Miami. And pick number 12 is running back Ladarius Jefferson out of Western Michigan. Xavier, what are your thoughts? All great tight ends. Uh, Widemeyer, likely, Dykes. Um, uh, well, we all know that uh, Eric uh, Gilbert, this, this draft was done before he was in the transfer portal, so... When he yeah. was on the floor, it would have been a good pick. Isaiah Rex was a great tight end for Zach Wilson and probably will be for the next QB coming in. Um, Mike Harley, great wide receiver to pick up. Uh, very reliable receiver for Miami. I agree. I think he's probably the best value at this in this round. KJ Jefferson is an interesting pick. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to knock it, but I, I, I'm not eager to like praise the pick yet. Mm-hmm. Um, he did come in for Felipe Franks and did uh, do some things as well. Uh, obviously, he's a freshman, so he definitely can improve. So this mm-hmm. could be a boom or bust pick. Um, but I think Sam Pittman has this program going in the right direction. So if he is projected to be the starter and ends up getting that job, I think this could be end up being a great pick. Yeah, I think it's something interesting. Again, the tight end run, I think, is very interesting here in that it seems like it's Cole Turner and then everybody else, which I'm not entirely sure I agree with, although I like Cole Turner a lot. I think he's the tight end number one. I asked you earlier, was he taken too early? In my opinion, he was, because again, you waited, it was five rounds before another tight end was taken. And I'm not sure that Cole Turner was worth five rounds ahead of all these other guys. Yeah, I would have to see his production of last year, of what he was doing. Oh, he was a monster last year, but even so, I don't think he's that far above the rest of these guys. Okay, then. yeah, Sean Dykes. That, that, he, oh, he I love Sean Dykes. Those two, definitely. If, if he's doing anything uh, above them or, like, significantly above them, I understand. But if it's just, like, you know, maybe by, like, five to seven points, then, yeah, maybe it was a little bit too high. Yeah, no, I'm – again, I also find it interesting that all these tight ends are right there together. Like, they're valued oh. around the same. I That, to me, kind of surprised me. I thought there would be, be a bit more tier in, in tight ends, but – on that, I think it's good. Uh, I like the Ladarius Jefferson pick there at the end of the round. Other than that, I think I'm ready to move on to round 12 if, you're, if you are. Yeah. So, round 12. The first pick in round 12, wide receiver Sky Moore out of Western Michigan was taken. The number two pick, quarterback Jake Heiner out of Fresno State was taken. Pick number three was tight end Michael Meyer out of Notre Dame. Pick number four was wide receiver Quentin Johnson out of TCU. Pick number five was running back Zamir White out of Georgia. Pick number six was QB Jaden Daniels out of Arizona State. Pick number seven was running back Terrian Stewart out of Bowling Green. Pick number eight was running back Reese White out of Coastal Carolina. Pick number nine was Brian Robinson running back at Alabama. 
Pick number 10 was Brant Cuth out of Utah, the tight end. Pick number 11 was wide receiver Milton Wright out of Purdue. And pick number 12 was quarterback Tanner Mordecai at SMU. David, what are your thoughts? Man, this is a little, nice little Rambo selection of picking right here. It sure is. Uh, what do I even want to start? Um, Jaden Daniels, I, I was really high on. I, I just think because of the COVID year, maybe he didn't get to show everybody, and then they only had about six games to work with. But I, I have him touted. I, th- I think he is a really good quarterback to get, especially this late. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, uh, Tanner Mordecai, I want to touch on that. He was with Oklahoma. He backed up uh, Spencer Rattler and a few other quarterbacks as well before. And I believe that he is a, uh, I think he will take the SMU starting job with Shane Bouchel gone. And mm-hmm. I think he's a, a pretty good quarterback to lead a team on his own. So I think this is a good pick here. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr. I think that's a, a great pick to get here, especially at 12 with him. You have a lot of uh, freshmen coming in and I think mm-hmm. Brian Robinson takes over that starting role. And especially behind that old line, I can't see him. Uh, it would take a special type of athlete to overtake him, or either they would have to split carries. But I think he'll get starting the season, and depending on how it goes, I think he'll definitely be their number one. I think the name. One? Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was going to just mainly touch on Michael Meyer. Mayer, uh, great pick there too. Uh, high upside there. And especially. Especially in a PPR league, because Michael Meyer, while he didn't get any touchdowns last year, was either first or second in terms of targets and catches on Notre Dame last year. So in a PPR league, every time he gets six catches, he might as well have scored a touchdown. Yeah. So um, Zamir White, great. Uh, I think it's a good pick. Uh, definitely was Georgia's number one back. Um, Georgia now has a lot more backs this uh, year, and they're going to use a lot more, especially now with the offense changing around mocking. But mm-hmm. Zemir White definitely showed that he can get, you know, a 100-yard game, like, uh, you know, pretty consistently. There will be games where you get, like, 80, 75 yards, but dude gets carries and dude gets touchdowns, so good pick there. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else here that I would want to point out. Jake Heiner, uh, quarterback out of Fresno State, I think is a great pick at this point. Uh, one thing I did kind of notice from here on is the beginning of what I call my guy picks in which you start kind of shooting your shot with some of these guys. Like you see them, you've seen their tape and everything, and you're thinking this is going to be a breakout guy. At this point, most of your starting roster uh, starting roster has been filled out. You're picking a for your bench at this point. So you're kind of just shooting your shot with some of these guys. Yeah. So and you'll kind of see that as it goes on. You might see a bit more weird picks than you would typically do at this point so with that i think we'll go ahead and move on to round 13 in round 13 the first pick was running back bentavius thompson out of ucf pick number two was running back Britton brown out of ucla pick number three was quarterback emory jones out of florida pick number four was tight end jaleel billingsley out of alabama pick number five was tight end will mallory out of miami pick number six was wide receiver isaiah hamilton out of san jose state Pick number seven was running back. This should be a running back, my mistake. Mark, An- Mark Anthony Richards out of UCF. Pick number eight was quarterback Phil Jerkovich out of Boston College. Pick number nine was quarterback Brock Purdy out of Iowa State. Pick number 10 was Andrew Parchment out of Florida State. Pick number 11 is the tight end Grant Calcaterra out of SMU. 
Pick number thirteen or pick number twelve in the thirteenth round was quarterback Cornelius Brown, the fourth out of Georgia State. Xavier, what are your thoughts here? Um, like you said, these are a lot of my guy picks. Um, I am, kind, I'm surprised that Emory Jones is actually drafted. Uh, I, I know, I, I've seen his ability. He's a uh, he came in for, uh, for Florida or under. Uh, with Dan Mullen, and he would be hmm. backing up Felipe Franks, and then last year it was Kyle Trask. And they always put him in for run plays. Like, when you saw Emory Jones, he would run. But I think uh, they didn't utilize his arm talent a lot, which I definitely could see during the uh, Oklahoma Bowl game. Hmm. But to have him drafted, I, I think that's still a little bit of a reach for my, for my taste. Okay. Um, I guess of – Andrew Parchment transfer to Florida State. I think that would be good considering if Mackenzie Milton, I believe, is going to Florida State. Um, if he comes back healthy and if Andrew Parchment can uh, establish himself as a, I guess, uh, as a serviceable receiver, then that will work out. But everything else, um, Brock Purdy, up and down season. Uh, Iowa State did do well, but that was kind of predicated on the defense and uh, Brees Hall. So. Mm-hmm. Give Brock Purdy that much credit, but if, if you're confident in him to put him in, then that's that's up to you. Pro Jerkovich had some great games for Boston College this season, so I think that's a that's a nice little pick right there as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I pretty much when I'm, I'm looking at my notes, literally the only thing I've written down here is more my guyism. Uh, so I completely agree with you. There's a lot of my guy picks. I don't hate the Embry Jones pick. I personally actually have him right around this range because. Uh, if he can replicate even a smidge of what Kyle Trask was doing last year, he'll be a serviceable fantasy quarterback. Uh, Phil Jerkovich, I like here. Um, Cornelius Brown, I think is good here. The tight ends are all good. Will Mallory's probably going to take over that Brevin Jordan role for next year. So, yeah, overall, I, I like most of the picks here. I don't think there's any super reaches here. So, round 14, the first pick was tight end Josh Wiley out of Cincinnati. Pick number two was running back TJ Pledger, the transfer from Oklahoma to Utah. Pick number three was wide receiver Wandale Robinson, transfer from Nebraska to Kentucky. Pick number four was quarterback Jeff Sims out of Georgia Tech. Pick number five was wide receiver Joshua Moore out of Texas. Pick number six is quarterback Hudson Card out of Texas. Pick number seven is wide receiver Victor Tucker out of Charlotte. Pick number eight was wide receiver C.J. Johnson out of East Carolina. Pick number nine was quarterback J.T. Daniels out of Georgia. Pick number 10 was running back Jaquavius Marks out of Mississippi State. Pick number 11 was quarterback Spencer Sanders out of Oklahoma State. Pick number 12 was wide receiver out of Ole Miss, Braylon Sanders. Xavier, what are your thoughts here? Uh, I think this is a pretty good round. Uh, J.T. Daniels, uh, as we saw for his four or five games that he played, very accurate, got a lot of touchdowns, seems to, you know, can, it's something to build off of for the next season, depending on where Georgia decides to go with its program and how they want to run their offense. So that could end, end up being a really high-value pick where JT could end up being, you know, anywhere from a 25-point-per-game uh, fantasy QB to 30-plus. So hmm. um, Spencer Saunders, always a good pick. Uh had a few injuries last year, but still a good pick for Oklahoma State. He wasn't a bad quarterback. Braylon Sanders, as you mentioned earlier, I'm some oh, finally some more old Miss receivers because one of them is going to have to pan out, or one of them is mm-hmm. going to have to 
take on the Elijah Moore role. Or honestly, it could like, you know, separate to where you have a good at the Texas situation last year. Yeah, hopefully you don't have a Texas situation. Or, or you could have a, a old, like, Ole Miss, like, DK and A.J. Brown. Not saying that they are Ooh. that, but like, that type of dynamic to where you have two or three good receivers. Victor Tucker, ha- uh, I, remember, I remember seeing his name a lot last year. I think that's a pretty good pick as well from Charlotte. Joshua Moore, we have to see what he does, but he was a pretty good receiver for Texas. Hopefully he does a lot more than he did last season. But uh, I think that's mainly it for me. So, yeah, good I, I love the Joshua Moore pick this late. I think he will likely be the number one wide receiver. If, if there's going to be a number one wide receiver at Texas next year, I think it will be Joshua Moore. Uh, he had a massive breakout game during the uh, bowl game against Colorado. And again, I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite here with this, but I like knowing what I saw out of Joshua Moore the rest of the season. And also seeing him kind of take over that wide receiver one role in that bowl game. I can see a ton of value here in the 14th round. I, don't, I do not like the Hudson card pick because I don't see a world where Hudson card is the starting QB at Texas. Oh my God. I thought that's something else. Wow. Ugh. So <laughs> I, I don't love that. My other pick I like this round is Joaquavius Marks out of Mississippi State because that man gets receptions out of the backfield, out of the wazoo. And again, PPR League, I am shocked that he went this late. So uh, we're a little pressed for time, so I'm going to go ahead and move on to the 15th round. In the first pick of the 15th round, wide receiver Rakeem Jarrett out of Maryland was taken. Second pick was wide receiver out of UCLA, Kyle Phillips. Third pick was wide receiver out of Middle Tennessee State University, Jaron Pierce. Fourth pick was quarterback Sean Clifford out of Penn State. Fifth pick was quarterback Max Duggan out of TCU. Uh, sixth pick was quarterback Haynes King out of Texas A&M. Seventh pick was wide receiver Gary Bryant Jr. out of USC. Eighth pick was running back Demontre Tuggle out of Ohio. Ninth pick was quarterback Jarrett Garantano out of Washington State. Pick number 10 was running back Chase Brown out of Illinois. Pick number 11, wide receiver Keyshawn Carter out of Houston. And pick number 12, quarterback Grant Gannell out of Memphis. What are your thoughts, Dave Saber? Uh, well, since we're in the later part of the round, like the probably the last two rounds, a lot of these names kind of elude me, but a few that stand out, Haynes King, the freshman coming in from Texas A&M, uh, could be... Sophomore. Sophomore. Oh, sophomore. Behind, uh, he was behind uh, Kelamon. Kelamon, so... If he can do anything close to what Kellen Mond did or better than that, that'll be a, end up being a good pick. Uh, Grant Gunnell from Memphis. Is he the freshman that's uh He's transferring to- in from – he was a starter at Arizona last year. He's transferring to Memphis this year. Oh, okay. Well, we have to see if he wins out that QB battle because we've heard that a four-star uh, QB is in the running for that. Uh, Peter, uh, Peter Parrish, I believe is his name. He's a transfer from LSU. Uh, CFU Mac players. Uh, so they might have a little bit of value there. Max Duggan. You don't even know Xavier. Yeah, I think uh, I think I heard in the twenty for voice uh, Demontre Tuggle from Ohio. Demontre Tuggle. Where are where are my notes for this man? Yeah. So I'm gonna go fifteenth. Uh, CFF Froton. I'm I'm gonna rant and rave on this pick, Xavier. CFF yeah. Froton got the steal of the draft this round. Let mm. me tell you what. So Demontre Tuggle last year got. 53 carries for 403 yards and six touchdowns. That was in three games. 
This man was on pace for a season total of 212 carries, 1,612 yards, and 24 touchdowns. How in God's name did he go this late? This man is, like, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm going to be hyping this man up all season. I'm going to be oh. disappointed probably when he doesn't perform well, but, like, anybody who wants to hop on the tugboat with me, and that's what I'm naming the fandom for Demontre Tuggle, all right, anybody who wants to hop on the tugboat with me, honk, honk, hop on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be riding this man on through fantasy, and especially if he's going this late, I'm going to be owning all the shares of him, apparently. Well, why did he only play three games? Uh, that's just how many Ohio played. Uh, okay, well. Because games yeah. just kept getting canceled. Yeah. Trust me, it was annoying because I picked him up on my fantasy team and games kept getting canceled. I'm like, well, this man's great. He's averaging almost 30 points a game and I just can't play him. Yeah. Um, let's see, any other? Any other? Yeah, no, Demontre Tuggle is the main thing I wanted to talk about here. A lot of these other guys are kind of my guys, but Demontre Tuggle, man, I cannot believe he's this late. So anything else you want to mention before we move on to 16th? No. And final no. round? The final round. So the final round is my favorite round in any draft because it's where you get to see the true just shoot your shot guys. And here we have in the first pick of the 16th round running back Zach Charbonnet, the transfer from Michigan to UCLA. Number two is quarterback Adrian Martinez out of Nebraska. Pick number three was Xander Horvath running back out of Purdue. Pick number four was quarterback Levi Lewis out of UL Lafayette. Pick number five was quarterback Tyler Shuck out of Texas Tech. Pick number six, wide receiver LV Bunkley Shelton, which, oh my God, why is that your name? Out of Arizona State. Pick number seven, wide receiver Justin Shorter out of Florida. Pick number eight, running back Kevin Mensa out of UConn. Pick number nine, wide receiver Gunnar Romney out of BYU. Pick number 10, wide receiver Javon Baker out of Alabama. Pick number 11, running back Travion Henderson out of Ohio State. And pick number 12, uh, the final pick of the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, quarterback Dario Mack out of Old Dominion, who transferred from UCF. Xavier, what are your thoughts on the final round? Gunnar Romney, final round, good pick. Tyler Show, great uh, transfer QB. Levi Lewis, uh, is a serviceable QB for Lafayette. I can definitely see why he went final round. Mm-hmm. But Adrian Martinez, yeah. I, I'm not Two buying Two years in a row I bought into this man. I'm not buying into him this year. But yeah, Gunnar Romney was a great, I think, I'm pretty sure he was Zach Wilson's number one receiver. Or No, Max, uh, Matt, or Dax Milney. Last year was his number one receiver. Gunnar Romney was the number two, but Max Dillney is off to the NFL draft. Okay, so Gunnar Romney being number one. And Gunnar Romney was a pretty good wide receiver as well. So. He was. Yeah, uh, just shorter. Great. Uh, he's a decent wide receiver for Florida. It's just up to the quarterback and how Dan Mullen's going to figure out what to do without Kyle Trask and that offense that he just had. I agree. So, uh, Javon Baker, uh, that's an interesting name I haven't heard from Alabama. Is that a freshman? No, he um, he was oh. in the same class as I think. Uh, God, what's his name? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Slade Bolden, Slade if Bolden. I remember correctly. Uh, so, and from what I hear, he's fast. So, okay. Uh, couple of picks I thought were interesting here. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, UCLA. I like that as a last pick. 
because I think he is perfectly capable of taking over that UCLA running back job, considering he was criminally underutilized at Michigan. Um, running back Travion Henderson out of Ohio State, I like as a last pick because the rumors are that the moment he steps onto campus, he is the most talented running back at Ohio State, even more than Master Teague, mm. which that's a lot of hype. And if it pays off as a last round pick, it's pretty good. So, yeah, uh, that's the that's the last round. And so I'll put us back on this page. And yeah, so what are what, what are your kind of overall thoughts of the draft saver? Um, man, it definitely has me thinking about. Uh, Let's uh, draft patterns and that I would probably like strategies that I would want to use, like to where some people kind of wanted to go back to back QBs, but it's like this draft just showed me that there's a lot of QBs that I can get late and mm-hmm. still put up points. Uh, I've always I've always said that I think running backs are probably, in my opinion, the most important position in fantasy. It's fair. They do the most, so I, I need to I I really want to get mines early. Mm-hmm. I want to get the best available that I can. Wide receivers. This will be a little bit trickier. Um, I will say. It just I, I, it all depends on those runs and how the other people in your league are reacting to those runs. I would agree. So, but I I would have to see each team by like uh, each team's uh, full lineup to get a full like to see who really uh, not to per se who won the draft but mm-hmm. and i'll go ahead and say we're pressed on time this is this took a little bit longer than i thought so we're actually going to split this analysis into two episodes and we'll come back on the next episode with an analysis of each team and from there xavier and i will be able to determine who we think won the draft yeah uh, another thing I wanted to do real quick before we kind of ended this episode off was I wanted to name some of the big people I thought were not drafted. So among quarterbacks, I thought it was big that Michael Penix Jr. out of Indiana was not drafted. Skylar Thompson out of Kansas State I thought was pretty big not to be drafted. Frank Harris out of UTSA was another one. Jack Plummer out of Purdue. And then Drew Plitt out of Ball State. Among the running backs, I was, and again, I thought Michael Penix and Skylar Thompson were kind of big misses. Among running backs, um, there's no real big miss to me here. I think um, most of the most of these top five running backs, about the name, were people I would consider backups rather than starters. So Jalen Mitchell, uh, running back for Louisville, I think was um, the top running back not taken. So Roderick Thompson out of Texas Tech, I think, is a big one not taken. Devonte Price out of FIU, not a not a ton of production last year, but I think has a considering the amount of carries that he gets, I think it's a great value to get. Noah Kane out of Penn State, if he comes back from injury, I think that'll be a big one. And then Tyler Nevins out of San Jose State, I think would, is another big one. Out of the wide receivers, Marcel Barbie out of Texas Tech, or not Texas Tech, Texas State, I thought was a big one. Jacob Copeland out of Florida, who was the wide receiver four last year, but was still in that mix of Kadarius Toney, uh, Trayvon Grimes, and um, why am I blanking? And Kyle Pitts. Like 
he was in that mix. I think I, I'm surprised he wasn't taken. EJ Williams out of Clemson. I'm surprised wasn't taken at least as a kind of um, shoot your shot pick. Britton Covey out of Utah, I think is going to be a good wide receiver this year. And then I forgot to mention earlier, but CJ Johnson out of East Carolina was taken in this draft. I think they took the wrong East Carolina wide receiver. I think Tyler Sneed should have been the wide receiver taken there for East Carolina. Now, among the top undrafted tight ends, I had Derek Deese out of San Jose State, who was a monster's past year. Kate Otten out of Washington, I thought was good. Um, Jeremiah Ruckert out of Ohio State, I think is a big one that was not taken here. Casey Kelly, who's set to take over the Kenny Yaboa role at Ole Miss, I believe was a big miss. And then Nick Muse out of South Carolina, I thought was the last one. Uh, any any that you thought that you can think about top of your head, Xavier? I know you you didn't have time to prepare this before the draft because you wanted to react to this live. But yeah, um, no, I think you kind of hit, especially with the tight ends and um, the wide receivers. I, I agree with you. Um, running backs and QBs, I would have to look a little bit more extensively, but I, I kind of agree with your analysis on those, especially especially tight ends. Muse. Um, who else did you say? Kelly, Rucker, Otten, Deese Jr. Yeah, Rucker definitely after what he did uh, during the Clemson game. Clemson yeah. game. So. Yeah. It was big for them to get him back. So, yeah. Unfortunately, I would have liked to have put this into... I would have liked to have put this into one episode. But unfortunately, we're already an hour and 25 minutes. And so we're going to need to split this up into two distinct episodes and so we're probably going to record this right after this one and i appreciate everybody coming here follow us on youtube or follow us on spotify follow us on apple Podcasts, follow us on twitter both of our twitter handles are right down there uh subscribe on youtube make sure you hit that like button you guys you guys know what to do i i honestly should probably stop even saying that you guys know what to do if you're on youtube you know what to do but even still thank you guys so much for joining and sitting through this and listening to us I hope you guys have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time when we decide who won this draft. Ooh.